Brought to you by RunToGold.com, the premier source for monetary science applied to geopolitical, international, and economic financial news and events. Welcome back to episode 43 of the RunToGold.com podcast. This is an interview I had on the Rocks and Stocks report with uh, Contrary Investors Cafe. Enjoy. CICN's Rocks and Socks Report is a production of Radio CICN and is produced for informational and educational purposes only. Opinions of guests do not necessarily reflect those of Radio CICN or Contra Investors Cafe or of its staff, affiliates, or advertisers. Radio CICN does not specifically recommend any companies as investments, nor does it intend for information imparted by guests to be investment recommendations. As always, consult a professional advisor before making any investment decisions. Welcome to CICN's Rocks and Stocks Report. Today we've got Trace Meyer from RunToGold.com and Dwayne Chandler is joining us as well. Hey, Trace. Hey, Dwayne. Hey, Hi, Michelle. Good morning. I'm really glad to have you here as a guest with us on Rocks and Stocks Report um, because I just one of the things that I've been really anxious to talk to someone about is the fact that most of the, the press talks about gold and silver, not the mainstream. I'm talking about people who really know what they're talking about. Um, talk about gold and silver as the basic investments if you want to be in safe assets. But there's another player that really doesn't get much attention, and that's platinum. So I really wanted to talk a little bit um, with you about that today, Trace. Oh, wonderful. I just uh, wrote a wrote an article about it, and so this will be, be a very, very timely topic, and I think I'm prepared for it. Excellent. Um, you know, one of the things that I've heard you mention is the perspective that people put with gold and dollars, you know, that, that really dollars should revolve around gold, and, and it's really the other way around. Why don't you give us that analogy, because I thought it was pretty clever. Oh, well, yeah, we were talking about uh, someone who had a lot of their savings in uh, Federal Reserve notes because their financial advisor had, uh, had recommended that they do that. And I said, well, you know, the reason is the financial advisor thinks that the, that the Federal Reserve note dollar, uh, the world reserve currency, is the safest and the most liquid asset, or in other words, the risk-free asset. Uh, but that's like saying that the gold revolves around, uh, that the sun revolves around the earth, uh, the Federal Reserve note dollar being the earth and gold being the sun, because gold, at all times and in all circumstances, gold remains money. It can never become worthless, and the Federal Reserve note dollar can become worthless. Therefore, you can't say that the Federal Reserve note dollar is the risk-free asset because it can become worthless. <laughs> and so that's, uh, that's really the change in attitude or the change in perspective uh, that people need to have when they start using uh, real money, uh, which is gold or silver or also uh, platinum. Well, Trace, you're a big believer in this, Dwayne, and you're a big believer in gold, obviously, runtogold.com, your website. But you've recently developed a perspective on platinum. What's this all about? Well, I, I like gold because uh, obviously there's the above-ground stockpiles. That's what makes gold uh, the sun because we've got this 160,000 tons of above-ground stockpiles of gold. So it is the monetary asset. Uh, but there, the, the characteristic that makes it uh, the monetary asset or a monetary asset is 
uh, its precious metals quality, so uh, its ability to never become worthless. And so there you also have assets like silver or platinum or palladium, which uh, using the same assertions of logic that you get uh, for having gold being money, you can also derive that platinum, silver, palladium, that they're also money. And also other assets uh, are money, you know, copper, for example. And so uh, I've been researching platinum and a little bit of the platinum market and realized that there's a lot of opportunity uh, with this metal in terms of uh, being able to preserve or even uh, increase in value. What sort of above-ground supplies do we have of platinum? Any idea? Well, well, that, that's the thing. Uh, well, first we should talk a little bit about, basically there are no above-ground stockpiles uh-huh. of platinum. Right. Uh, you know, that's the first thing. Uh, but, you know, we should we have to go back and look a little bit at the history of platinum to understand why that is. All right. Uh, now, platinum is a, it's a, it's a silvery white metal, and it actually looks a lot like silver. Uh, but what makes it different is the platinum has an extremely high bo- uh, melting point, sig- uh, significantly higher than gold. And gold is uh, higher than silver. So platinum is a very difficult metal uh, to melt and refine. And when platinum was discovered uh, in, uh, in the 16th century by the Spanish conquistadors here in the, in the New World, uh, they, one of them wrote that, that this metal, that they couldn't make a fire hot enough to melt this metal. And so that is probably a reason why platinum has not been used as money for thousands of years, like gold or silver or copper, is because they didn't have the knowledge or the technology to melt it and make coins out of it. That's fascinating. Uh, yeah, and, and the first coins that were, were made out of platinum were actually in uh, the 19th century, back in uh, 1820s in Russia, they made the first platinum coins. And so platinum doesn't have this history as money, as being an instrument for saving. Uh, and so, you know, because it's relatively new on the scene. And so because of that, there aren't these huge above-ground stockpiles. Uh, we haven't been hoarding it, you know, for, for thousands of years. And when we look at the production of platinum, uh, gold, gold, there's about 76 million ounces of gold produced every year. Uh, which turn you know that's about 2,400 tons, uh, give or take, which uh, is 11 times more than the amount of platinum that is produced every year. Hmm. There's only seven million ounces of platinum produced every year. Well, that would make one big to, to wonder why the spread on price isn't a whole lot greater than what it is right now between gold. Yeah, I mean platinum. Well, and, and platinum actually looks really cheap uh, mm-hmm. relative to gold right now. It's right. about 1.2 uh, to, to 1. Uh, usually it's about 2 to 1, uh, the platinum-gold ratio. Okay. Uh, but when, when you're producing only 7 million ounces a year, uh, in terms of dollars, mm-hmm. that's only $7.5 billion mm-hmm. worth of platinum at the current price. You know, to put that in perspective... The FDIC has $13 billion in its reserve fund that it insures $4.8 trillion 
worth of bank deposits with. Right. So there, there's 62,000% more insured FDIC deposits than there is annual worldwide production of platinum. And so... Well, that's, and, and that's total, an interesting ratio. Yeah, and the total amount of FDIC insured deposits is about equal to the total above-ground stockpiles of gold. But when you when you look at gold as the center of the financial universe, then you put it on the cash portion of your balance sheet. And silver, platinum, palladium, they would also go in the cash portion of your balance sheet. They would just be a different form of cash. And then you have your light cash assets, which are Federal Reserve note dollars, British pound, euros, etc. And so what I'm looking at here is I'm looking at you know, gold as my as uh, under International Accounting Standard One, you have to choose a presentation currency. So I choose gold as my presentation currency. Run to gold. I, I like gold for that reason mm-hmm. uh, to perform these mental calculations of value to see if stuff's cheap or expensive. Uh, so I have gold as as my presentation currency, and then I look at well, what what other currencies uh, could I allocate my capital in? that are other forms of cash but are a good value, you know, which currencies are cheap. Mm-hmm. And, and I look at platinum, and I say, holy cow, platinum would be a great a great uh, asset to use for my cash balances because the inflation rate of gold, there's 76 million ounces of new gold produced every year. I mean, that's a lot more inflation than, than platinum, which is only 7 million ounces uh-huh. uh, every year. And... And but both of those, I mean, it's tremendously small compared to the inflation of the Federal Reserve note dollar, which over the last eight months has gone from eight hundred billion to one point eight trillion. So we're talking about an inflation rate of the adjusted monetary base that's equal to like a hundred and twenty times uh, the annual worldwide production of platinum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know what. What 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 should I hold my cash balances in? Oh well, I think I'm going to hold them in platinum, and and you know it's not like I've been completely ignorant of platinum all these years. I just haven't really uh, thought of it as a viable uh, form of of money. And the reason for that is is usually there are really high premiums on platinum, uh, and and platinum is money. There's actually a, a legal tender, a U.S. legal tender coin, the American Platinum Eagle. It's a $100 coin, uh, and it's legal tender under uh, 31 U.S.C. 5112. So, so I mean, platinum is money, and it's legal tender. It's just uh, the premium on on the platinum coins or the platinum bars have always been really high. Uh, but what kind of sparked my interest in platinum uh, this time around is that gold money has now introduced platinum into their mix. So you can hold platinum uh, platinum grams in your gold money account in a vault in Zurich. And then this is what's really cool about it. They're, they digitize those platinum grams, and they circulate as a currency that you can use in ordinary daily transactions. That's like a debit, so, debit card of sorts, isn't it? Well, it's more like PayPal. Okay, like uh, PayPal. It, All right. Yeah, it's like PayPal, and, and gold money uh, has used you know, you've got gold and silver, which you can use in ordinary daily transactions. And just a couple of days ago, they added platinum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it was really cool. Uh, I sent out an email telling people, you know, if they wanted to get a copy of my book, The Great Credit Contraction, 
And if they wanted to pay with platinum, I'd give them a deal. You know, I sent this email out uh, uh-huh. yesterday morning. Uh-huh. Well, I had someone, I had someone in India, I guess, who was awake. He bought my book and paid with platinum. Sweet. So platinum is now a currency that's being used in ordinary daily transactions. Okay, this is increasing the the liquidity of platinum because gold money's twelve thousand users are now able to use platinum in their ordinary daily transactions when they sell ebooks or when they sell a can of soda or a car or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. They're able to use it very cheaply, very efficiently uh, in those transactions. And that's what's really kind of got me excited about platinum is is, is your ability to use it in these transactions through uh, this instrument uh, of gold money because it increases the liquidity so much. It's no longer a coin uh, that no one really uses. It's just another uh, batch of digits in your gold money account that you can use to buy stuff with. <laughs> I, I've got a question. I know that, that silver hadn't really been considered money to the degree that gold had because silver had other uses, including industrial uses. Are there any other uses for platinum that we might not be aware of that has kind of kept it out of the just totally currency or, or hard asset money category? Oh, yeah. I mean, plat- platinum is definitely an industrial metal. Uh, there are 260 tons of it produced every year, and about 60%, well, 77% of that is produced out of South Africa, and 60% is used uh, for catalytic converters with cars, which is oh. a reason I think that we're seeing the price of platinum so low is uh, I mean, car sales, they've just dropped off a cliff. Yeah, I mean, demand's not there. Cars. You know, no one's buying cars right now. So nobody's buying catalytic converters, which are made out of platinum. So what does that mean? It means that the demand for platinum is down. The supplies remain the same, which has caused the price to decrease. And so I'm like, holy cow, this is a great deal. I can I can shift my cash balances into platinum uh, and and uh, which is an extremely rare metal, and just hold them there, you know, versus holding them in gold or silver or Federal Reserve note dollars. So, you know, for people who've got cash balances out there, uh, why not shift at least 1% to 5% of your cash balances into platinum? I mean, it's almost a no-brainer when you look at the supply uh, and demand uh, characteristics of it. And, you know, also to hit on that point, it's mainly used for catalytic converters, but it's used in all other uh, types of industries. You've got it in electronics, dentistry, laboratory equipment. Uh, it's used in a lot of things, uh, like silver is. So it's a very, you know, like gold, it's a very useful metal and things like that. But I'm looking at it, you know, it's money. <laughs> and I'm like, man, this is a great place to put my cash, you know, until I can figure out somewhere else to put it because, there's 11 times more gold made every year than there is platinum, so it's just a lot rarer. Who, who are the companies extracting? Do you know any of the mining companies that are actually platinum-focused? Yeah, there's uh, there's Stillwater Mining Company, which is the only U.S. domestic uh, company, and it's, it's owned by Nor- Norwest, uh-huh. which is the Russian uh, platinum producer. Okay. Uh, but other than that, they're... You know, there's a Johannesburg, uh, there's Anglo Platinum, there's Impala Platinum. Uh, but for the most part, uh, platinum, is, uh, there's not a lot of it produced uh, mm-hmm. worldwide. And so there aren't any, like, pure platinum plays out there. Okay. <laughs> I, 
I'm definitely looking at it because I looked at the bullion, you know, and I'm like, holy cow, bullion's going to need to go up. And we all know what effect uh, a rising commodity price has on the commodity producers because if the if the gross revenue goes up uh, tremendously, but the fixed costs stay relatively the same, then you have a exponential increase in earnings. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so that's the first thing I went and started to do is sniff around and find find some platinum producers sure, who would sense. have a lot of exposure to the commodity price. Yeah, do you know whether what minerals platinum is typically found with? Yeah, plat- platinum, you'll, you'll find it with gold and silver. Uh, also with the other uh, platinum platinum group metals like rhodium. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've seen a huge change in the rhodium price. You know, it's, it went from like a, something like 12000 down to $900. I mean, there was a huge change in rhodium because mm-hmm. uh, rhodium is platinum-based. You've also got iridium and osmodium and some of these other rare earth metals that platinum is found with. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, uh, you know, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fan of all these rare these rare metals because there's so many illusions out there, so many Federal Reserve note dollars, you know, I'd rather own, you know, one of these rare metals that, mm-hmm. that not very many other people have, <laughs> uh, just, you know, holding my cash balances in it until I can find other things to buy. Mm-hmm. So, You mentioned earlier other commodities uh, as being a good store of value, food being one of those. What do you... Uh, perceive or what do you see going forward here maybe over the next five six years for commodities market in general metals food energy yeah well i'm definitely uh, very bullish on the commodities because you can't just push a button on some computer in washington and have corn or wheat or platinum show up on the shelves mm-hmm. you know i mean like with platinum You've got to you've got to get a lot of oil first in order to power the, the dump truck that moves the thousands and thousands of tons tons of ore to get one ounce of this stuff, mm-hmm. and then you got to melt it, you know. And so this, all this stuff takes a lot of energy, and and pushing a little button and, and creating digits, or or worse, having a a Goldman Sachs trading algorithm that creates the digits for you automatically, uh, that doesn't really take any effort, you know, for, uh, for production. And so I see, I see real things, especially over the next five to seven years, I see real things uh, increasing in value uh, quite substantially uh, because of the increase of all these illusions. And so it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be very, interesting to see what happens and i think we'll see this leverage effect on the currency of the commodity producers also do you foresee any currencies at any point being backed by a precious metal you know you hear a lot of rumbling about russia and china wanting to develop a currency that's built uh, around commodities and precious metals and so on do you think that'll ever take place or is it just political positioning uh well i mean it's a little bit of political positioning. None of the governments really want to see that happen, though, mm-hmm. because using a commodity currency uh, greatly restricts their power. Right. But as we talked about, I just accepted platinum for my book, platinum payment, through the digital commodity currency gold money. And so we're seeing the rise of these private digital commodity currencies, and they're not backed by commodities. They are the actual commodities because they sit in the vault and then they're digitized. And there's always that one-to-one relationship between 
your digital ounces and your ounces in the vault. And so we already have uh, these metals functioning as currency and being used in ordinary daily transactions. They just aren't widely accepted yet, but look at how fast Twitter and Facebook have been adopted. Oh, sure. We could see the same type of a, of a land, you know, same type of a massive shift in the financial landscape uh, very quickly uh, over the next five to seven years. And I think it'd be a lot like uh, an iceberg just flipping over, you know. Okay. It, it's just going on fine for years, and then in a matter of minutes, you can have this giant mass just completely flip over and, and completely change. So I could see that happening over the next five to seven years also, mm-hmm. because, you know, why hold these illusions like Federal Reserve note dollars in a bank that's engaged in fractional reserve banking when you can use a digital commodity currency and completely eliminate payment risk because your metal can never become worthless and completely eliminate counterparty risk because your metal's held in bailment and not as a deposit with a fractional reserve institution. I mean, you completely eliminate those two sources of risk to your cash balances, which makes it a lot more efficient. So, uh, you know, I think I think we might see a lot more people shifting to this uh, over, over the next, uh, a little while. Just as so, the awareness builds in. Yeah, just as the awareness builds and as uh, people seek safety and liquidity. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they <laughs> you know, it, the, as I talked about, the FDIC is down to $13 billion of reserves. Right. There's $4.8 trillion of insured deposits. <laughs> Eventually, people are going to... Wake up to that? Feel, yeah, they're going to realize that their money is not safe in the bank. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to have to buy something until they figure out that they want to buy something else. And they're going to look for safe, liquid uh, assets, and and it's going to be the precious metals that are going to act as cash balances, whether it's gold, silver, platinum, palladium, copper, uh, whatever it is. And I think the Chinese are already hitting on this. You know, they're acquiring long-term uh, supply contracts with all different types of commodity producers and and. We saw them increase their gold reserves uh, surreptitiously by, like, 75%. Mm. So, I mean, the Chinese, they realize that the dollars are just illusions, and so they're, uh, you know, they're looking for alternatives. (laughs) Hey, Trace, I've got a question. Um, You talked a little bit about the price of platinum going down because of the decreased car sales and so the decreased demand for catalytic converters. Um, if platinum is going to be, you know, have a really good return on investment, what's going to be required for that price to start going up again, to be more at the two-to-one ratio that it used to be for gold? Oh, well, it'd be demand. And so investor demand, you know, if you start, if people start viewing platinum as an alternative cash balance and they were to move, you know, if, if the total number of FDIC-insured deposits were to move just, 0.16 of a percent, you know, 0.16 of a percent of, of that cash balance into platinum would be the entire worldwide annual production. So it's not going to take a lot of capital moving into platinum to make a big change. In fact, gold money's 12,000 users, they, if they each had $625,000, they could buy the entire annual worldwide production and stick it in the vault in Zurich. So, um, you know, we, we don't necessarily need to look at demand that's going to consume the metal, uh, such as the catalytic converters or the dentistry applications. We, 
you know, we can just look at uh, investor demand, and that demand being people moving their cash balances into a into a much safer uh, into a much safer um, form of cash. Okay, well that makes sense. Well, it looks like we're getting to the point where we need to wrap it up for today. But I'm really grateful that you had uh, time to chat with us about platinum. And we look forward to having you as a guest on the Rocks and Stocks Report talking about maybe your favorite subject, gold, but also other things in the mining and metals world. Okay, thanks, Michelle. It was great. Thanks, Trace. It was good to have you. Bye now. You've been listening to the RunToGold.com podcast, the premier source for applied monetary science on the web.